Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. Welcome to My Careers Podcast, where I interview fascinating professionals who have made amazing career changes. Today, I am so fortunate to have on the show Chaba Tote. Now, Chaba is an international speaker and consultant on cultural intelligence, leadership and employee engagement. He has over 15 years of academic and professional experience in the intercultural field. He was born in Hungary where he completed a master's degree in Italian and was a national champion in Oriental martial arts. Then he moved to the UK 12 years ago, where he's now a British citizen and he's engaged to a Polish fiancé with a French accent. He completed another master's in international management, after which he set up his company, a restaurant booking website which became a joint venture within a year. It was the biggest site with 5,500 restaurants until the project failed. And that was because he couldn't work with the French CEO of the partner company. He went on a mission to understand what happened and why the same happens to 75% of international projects. Finally, he understood that the problem was not with the French, but the fact that they had different cultural backgrounds and personality types, and they were not aware of how that influenced their communication and management styles. And this is how his internationally accredited, trademarked and endorsed model, Intercultural Disc, was born. As his background is in luxury hospitality management, this is where he tested it in a fast-paced multicultural environment. And in 2014, in his last project, they turned over £1.5 million and they were voted number eight in the world by Booking.com customer reviews. Managing and serving people the way they want to be treated is a proven and profitable set of skills which can and must be learnt. And this is the reason why he has founded Culture Pro Consulting, part of the ICQ Consulting Group, which has offices now in Silicon Valley, Miami, UK and France. Now, Chaba is an amazing man and I am delighted to welcome him on the show today. So welcome, Chaba. 
Welcome. Thank you very much for the invitation. You have such an interesting background. So I'd like to find out a bit more about you, Chapa. Can you tell us a little bit about your early days? I was born in Hungary in a small town. The population was around 15,000 people and I had nothing to do with different nationalities. Then I went to another city and I studied Italian. And even though I don't speak Italian anymore, just with my hands, <laughs> I realized that it's a fantastic topic and learning another language is another way of talking to people and getting to know a different way of living and thinking. Mm-hmm. Because culture is not just about art and literature, it's a way of thinking. It's the software of the mind and it can be very confusing. What sort of career did you dream about in those early days? To be honest, I had no idea. That's why I went to the university and I started two masters. One was English and the other one was Italian. And after the first year, I failed the English one. And after the summer, I went back. I passed the exam. I had more than 90%, which was record that year. And the next day, I quit and I started hospitality management. But I still didn't know what to do. And in the last year of the university, we went to Brighton in the UK. And I'm still here. I didn't have any plans. It just happened. And that's why I like Brighton, because there was a Hungarian author who said that London is the university of life. And that time I didn't understand what it meant. But now I do, because you learn a lot. You get a lot of slaps. You learn a lot, but it's definitely an experience. And so getting into hospitality, how did you enjoy that? What was it that drew you into hospitality? To be perfectly honest, that was the first job I could get, because this is what I studied. And after that, I progressed quite quickly. I used to run different weddings, barbecues, events, and I thought I liked the industry itself. But what I liked was the people and the challenges. So this is what I studied after that. That's why I started the restaurant booking site, because I like creating something by running it. Mm, Not so much. (laughs) Yes, well, I think think starting a restaurant booking site, that would be a wonderful startup. And so you were working within hospitality and then you decided to go into entrepreneurship in a way by setting up this online site. And so what gave you that little spark of inspiration to start the booking site? That was an interesting night. I was reading the book about the Dragon's Den. I think you have it in Australia as well. Now when you have the five investors and you have a three-minute pitch and they invest money in your company or they don't. But it's a really interesting concept. And I had the idea that I wanted to eat mussels. I know it's weird in the middle of the night, but that's what I wanted. And I realized that you cannot search for mussels. So the restaurant booking site was based on the USB that we had live menus. Let's say you wanted to eat a steak and you search for steak, and you got all the results. So you could compare the value, which can be the quality, the location, or the price maybe. If you like it, you click on it, you go to the profile, and then you read about the restaurant, you read about the history, you read about the interview with the chef or the manager, and you get to know the place. So you kind of know them, and you can book a place. So this is how we started. And it grew to having 5,500 restaurants on the site. And here's the interesting, which we had in your bio, is that finally it grew and grew. And then finally, the project failed because of a cultural difference. Tell us a little bit about those challenges. If you think about the cultural differences, they are the most emotional ones and the most personal ones. And because you absorb the culture up to year 10, when you are a kid, often you're not even aware of them until something goes against it. And that is painful. So that's why when people travel a lot, 
and they live abroad, it doesn't mean that they can teach people how to handle these situations because they don't have a proven framework behind it and they are not even aware of it. So we can see the outer layer of the culture, not the core. And it was very emotional. You know, when, for example, you get an email, you hear the noise and you're already stressed. And that was the point when I realized it's not going to work. But I didn't know why. You must have started to analyze what was going on, what went right, what went wrong. And you identified that it was a cultural difference. The problem is that I studied international management. So I was aware of the differences. But it doesn't mean that you know how it feels and how to handle it. So just because we point out differences, it doesn't mean that you can handle it. And at the same time, the culture background is important, but there are four different main personality types and they are completely different. So expecting someone to be a certain type, like a proper French or an average British, that can be very misleading. And this is where a lot of cross-culture models don't work. So this must have been how intercultural DISC was born, because DISC as an assessment is an excellent psychometric assessment. And I use extended DISC when it comes to building cohesive and high-performing teams. But intercultural DISC is something completely different that I haven't actually come across before. So tell us a little bit about how intercultural DISC works as an assessment. How it started, I was certified in different cross-culture models and DISC as well. And if you think about the DISC, because you've used it before, it's been used by more than 45 million people and it's been around for long. And it works across cultures, which is great. But then you have the cross-culture models, which describe a group of people and they compare different dimensions of culture. But when you meet a real person, you have no idea what to do because that's based on average. So if you think about a typical Australian, yes, there might be a stereotype, but probably a lot of them are not like that. So what I wanted to understand was how these national cultural dimensions influence your behavior. And this is how intercultural DISC was born. And so now, how do people use intercultural DISC? Do they need to come to your offices or do you send it out as an online assessment? There's an online assessment and we created it together with ITIM International, which is the leading intercultural agency. And it is endorsed by even Dr. Tony Alessandra, who is the author in this world. He created the platinum rule. I don't know if you heard about that. The golden rule is that you have to treat people the way you want to be treated. And this is what I used to hear at home. And it sounds true in a biblical sense, but that would assume that people are like you, but they are different. So the platinum rule is that you have to treat people the way they need to be treated. And this is what we learn. So they can have the online assessment. The trainers can have a certification course. And I'm publishing the book probably in two months' time. And what will the book be called? Intercultural Disc, The Missing Link Between Knowing and Doing. I think that's going to be a really valuable resource for so many multinational organizations who may be struggling because there are so many virtual teams and now because they may be bringing people in from overseas. And if there is, isn't a solid understanding across cultures, a company wouldn't be as productive and the teams wouldn't be as motivated as if they did have a solid understanding of what makes each other tick as well. I do agree. And I think life is more complicated now because think about your own background or mine. Most of the cross-culture models are country-specific, but your background is very mixed as well. So which country do you think would you use to get ready? And this is the confusing part when you have to manage five generations of people from hundreds of cultures. You cannot learn that. But there is only one thing which is in common and that's the disk, the personality types. So at least we can build on something similar. 
and then we can learn how to use the differences, how to make the most of them. And this is the basis of the intercultural disconcept. I can see this being so valuable because there are so many personality assessments and, you know, like there's MBTI and there is DISC and there are so many different psychometric assessments that people can take. But I haven't come across one that actually combines the two like yours does with the intercultural differences, taking that into consideration as well as the personality, because combining the two, that really is a formula for success, isn't it? I do believe so, because even if we were born in the same culture, and then we can be different. Because, for example, the culture is quite stable within its environment. Let's say I have to go back to Hungary, then I have to behave like a proper Hungarian boy. Otherwise, my mom would slap my face. So in that sense, yes, it's, it's stable. But as a person, I'm different. And the new generation is quite similar. They travel a lot. They have internet. And this is something they didn't have before. So we are much more connected than before. Yeah, I mean, really, it's so interesting what you're doing now. And this is all part of your business, Culture Pro Consulting. But I'd like to find out a little bit more about Chabar Tote, the man himself. So you are working in hospitality. You went into entrepreneurship in a way with your restaurant booking service. It was a huge success until there was a intercultural rift in a way. And then you identified obviously a need and you created intercultural disc. And so you've got a very strong entrepreneurial mindset. How early on did you realize that you actually had this entrepreneur in you? The problem is when you grow up in a kind of communist country, then you learn that you shouldn't stand out because you have to blend in. And this is what I used to hear from my mom as well. Don't praise yourself. Wait until somebody else does it. But then when you come to the UK or Western European country, that doesn't work. Not in capitalism. Because if somebody is loud, then probably it's even better than somebody who is good and they can achieve more. If you can combine the both, then that's great. That was the difficult part I had to learn. And my great-grandfather was a proper entrepreneur. He had a cinema, he had a factory. And there is a family legend according to which when the communists came to the country and they took away everything, the next day, his hair went white completely in one night. So according to the family, very similar to him. I've never met him, but he's one of my idols. Mm, what an interesting background. And yeah, so very, very true that you've got to learn how to stand out in a way, because most people are naturally quite humble, aren't they? And if in your culture, it's like, you know, don't big note yourself or don't promote yourself to shift, especially when you get into entrepreneurship, into needing to in a way, softly sell yourself or not so much be loud, but really promote yourself in a way so people know who you are. It really is quite hard to do. And so how do you feel about that now, the, all the self-promotion in order to build businesses? It's still very, really difficult because it's not in my nature. But then that's the whole point in intercultural training, that you have to learn the different ways of dealing with people and dealing with situations. And once you understand the other person's perspective, and you realize that it makes sense, then after that, it's your decision. Do you want to improve? Are you happy with your results or not? If not, then change. And it's out of your comfort zone, which is embarrassing sometimes, funny sometimes, but it's very much needed. Mm, very wise words as well. So what would you say would be, I want to find out the top three tips for intercultural communication success. What would those be, Chaba? One of them would be 
probably don't get stuck with one model because a lot of companies try to offer the kind of silver bullet, one model that explains everything. But people are much more complicated. There's no point in pointing at differences if your emotional intelligence is next to zero and the other way around. I think a more holistic approach is needed. And that's why we include the behavioral models, emotional intelligence, cultural intelligence. You need that, not just with one model. The other one, connect with like-minded people, which is not easy because a lot of people talk about something, but they don't necessarily practice it. For example, I know people who teach others how to be flexible and open-minded, but in real life, they are very different. They are nothing like that. And at the same time, you have to be your own branding as well, because if you want to change something, then you have to lead by example. Preaching is not enough, but people can feel if something is fake or real. And that makes the biggest difference. What's coming through very strongly here is being authentic. If you're going to be projecting, say, your professional image, the authenticity has to come through. Otherwise, sooner or later, it's just not going to ring true and people won't trust you. It's all about getting to know you, like you and trust you. And if you're genuinely authentic, then that's just the natural way that you will act and react to everybody. So thank you for those top three tips. That's very, very helpful. I'd like now to let the listeners know that if they want to find out more about you and what you do, they can go to interculturaldisc.com or icqconsulting.com. And I'm going to have these URLs in my show notes on my website, janejacksoncoach.com. But also, Chaba, you've got some special offers that you'd like to make. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, one of them is the intercultural disc assessment, which is usually 97 euros. And I would like to offer more than 50% discount at 47 euros if they use the intercultural disc code when they check out. And the other one would be the book, which I'm going to publish. They can pre-order it. And I think you have the right link to that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. The link to that is on fundsurfer.com forward slash project forward slash the hyphen missing hyphen link. Now, don't worry about writing that down because I will have it in my show notes on janejacksoncoach.com and you can pre-order that book, Intercultural Disc, The Missing Link Between Knowing and Doing, which sounds really, really interesting, Chaba. And also, just to let the listeners know as well, this wonderful over 50% discount to use the Intercultural Disc Assessment will be valid through till the end of April 2016, if you use the code INTERCULTURALDISC when you check out. And I think it's going to be well worthwhile giving it a go and finding out how aware you are of intercultural differences. So that's a really generous offer, Chaba. Thank you so much. And is there anything else that you would like to mention before I let you on your way because I know that it's nearly midnight in Brighton and it's 10.30 in the morning in Sydney. So we've got a massive time difference, but there we go. We can still communicate perfectly well. We've got Chaba over in Brighton in the UK, a Hungarian engaged to a Polish lady. I'm half Chinese, half English living in Sydney. Combined, we've covered many countries here. So what parting words do you have for us, Chaba? I think this is the point that cultural intelligence is a never-ending story. You learn every single day. And if you think you are done, that's when you failed. And I think that's why it's challenging. And that's why it's exciting. 
So you learn every day, and when you think you know everything, you run into a situation you've never seen before, and you just don't know what to do. This is how we discovered the unknown part of our personality, because we don't even know how we would react in a certain situation. That's the part I really enjoy. That's why I'm happy to stay up and then talk to you, because I'm really passionate about this topic. And your passion definitely comes through, and also how authentic you are as well, because you live and breathe intercultural communication. And so we're so fortunate to have had you on the show, Chaba. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And once Intercultural Disc, the missing link between knowing and doing, your book is launched, it would be great to have you back on the show and tell us more about intercultural communication. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Thank you, Chaba. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.